The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and... 6-1, since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This is Soulful Living on Empower Radio. Here's your host, Terry Williams. Hey, wherever you are in the world today, I welcome you to another 30 minutes of Soulful Living here at Empower Radio. If you are watching this on video, uh, you're you're a little bit more fortunate than the podcast. Sorry about that. I have Kate Ekman with me today, and she has a radiant smile, and I think it's something we all need right now are more smiles. So um, Kate's here today. She's going to talk with us about her new work, The Full Spirit workout, among other wonderful things that we're going to share. So enough of that. Welcome. Welcome, Kate. How are you today? Thank you, Terry. Thank you so much for having me. I'm doing well. It's, it's my joy and honor to be here with you and with all of your listeners. Thank you. Uh, we had a we had a couple little glitches before we went live today, and Kate has had years and years of practice in that department. So it was really good to be with somebody who is calm and rational and just goes with the flow of totally what happens. And I know from reading through the book, that's a big part of it. You know, just going through, going with the flow and trying not to be so stressed out about everything that comes up in our lives. But let's give the listeners a little bit of background of how you came to come with the title, The Full Spirit Workout. Sure. So The Full Spirit Workout is a play on the full body workout that you often hear advertised at the gym. But it's also about bringing your full spirit, your authentic truth and power, your presence, your passion to everyone you meet and to everything that you do. It's it's showing up like you mean it. And I had a 17 year competitive swimming career. So I knew how hard I had to train my physical muscles to compete at a high level. And I knew there had to be something that I could do to train my attitudinal muscles, my inner musculature and build really strong, healthy, confident, resilient, mental, emotional, and spiritual muscles to combat emotional gravity, like fear, stress, anxiety, global pandemics, judgment, comparison, all of the stuff that weighs us down that we don't even realize weighs us down. We, like we know we have to go to the gym and exercise our physical bodies for optimal health. But oftentimes we ignore these inner muscles in the name of I'm too busy or I'm distracted or who has time for that. And to that I say, 
who has time to be angry or stressed yeah, or miserable yeah. or overwhelmed? So for me, this was, I, I, I can talk about it later, but I had some massive wake up calls and it was no longer some luxury or cute thing to post about on Instagram. My well being needed to become front and center. And, and I was no longer willing to go to a dark place. Life is, is too precious to spend our time in an unhappy, disempowered place. Yeah, well, you you have here's the plan, and you have ten different um, ten different things to do to keep you in tip top condition. And one of the things that you talk about, and you'll know the chapter. I can't, I can't remember where it was at, <laughs> but you talked about distancing yourself from social media because of. I feel like that's a big part of the comparisons, and like you just said about um, putting putting a false personality out there, you know, you had stuff in your own life. So you needed to put the stop on that and start to get with your own sense of realness and then show us how to be real. Yeah, I think we don't even realize how much time we waste scrolling on social media and we can be having a perfectly happy, normal day and then get on there and feel taken out. Oh, this person has a cuter husband, house, dog, car, outfit, etc. And we don't even realize how it diminishes us. And so this whole book and this whole program is really about going within and, and not putting all of our emphasis on what we look like and how much money we make and how many jobs we're booking and acquiring all the shiny objects that our society yeah. says makes us happy. What research indicates and what my own personal experience has indicated again and again and again is that all of those things outside of us, while they may be nice, they don't move the needle in terms of increasing our happiness or well-being. And, and you've probably experienced where you get the thing, you get the money, you get the promotion, you get the hot boyfriend, you get the bigger house, and you're really happy for 20 minutes. And then it's on to the next thing and the next thing and the next thing, especially if you're on social media, because then you think, oh, well, I need bigger, better everything just to keep up. And so it's really calling BS on all of this and, and bringing the attention back where it belongs so that you become the person who attracts everything that you deserve and desire rather than striving to make this happen or do yeah. this to to impress people or, or to really fulfill a societal standard that you don't even believe in. Yeah, I remember an econ teacher telling me that life is all based on supply and demand, not just, you know, not just the wheat crops. Life is about supply and demand. Exactly what you were just saying, Kate, that you see that person, you get it, uh, you get that car, you get the boyfriend, but you're still not satisfied. Only for a minute. Then you want the next big thing, whatever that looks like. And what I love about your work is that you become your next best thing. You become that solid foundation and that you, what you repeat over and over in the book is that it's about love and joy. That's what we're here for. And we get so far away from love and joy. Yeah. And without even really knowing it. And that's because we're plugged into this society that bombards us with messages and imaging, especially as women, about how we don't add up in every way, shape and form. And then we believe that lie. We make the lies our core belief system. And then we go about our lives collecting evidence for why this lie is true. And then we wonder why we feel like crap and why we feel 
like we're never going to be good enough and that our lives are meaningless or we we are like I was achieving the outside success, but was filled with insecurity and self-doubt and anxiety on the inside because when we do that, we can never have enough or be enough. And, and that was a message that became so crystal clear to me years ago. It's been crystal clear to me every day since. And so it is about living a life from, like you said, that foundation where we're developing the inner confidence and, resi and resilience to withstand any storm. I'm not talking about that performance confidence that I had in spades all those years. I can show up on TV and knock it out of the park but that doesn't mean that I feel good or that I'm right. confident or that I'm enjoying life. And, and we see that played out again and again in the media with people who have these enviable lives and we think must be nice to be them. And then they commit suicide or, and, and that was my experience, two dear friends of mine committing suicide in the same year and cream of the crop men, thank you. And, yeah. and it just, it really made me examine the way that I was choosing to live my life who, Quite frankly, like everybody, everybody is 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 experiencing this where we do think that we are all of those things outside of ourselves. So this is a practice. This is not a it isn't like going to the gym where it's like, okay, I went um I went last Tuesday one day, so I'm fit for the year. No, we all know you have to keep training, you have to stay active. And the same with our inner muscles. You can't just meditate once a year, or you can't just do these practices every now and then it really is, is building that strong musculature, but like physical exercise, you will start to crave it. And you, you will notice the results that keep you going back again and again, because in my experience now, I don't have to even really try that hard. I put in my work, but I get the phone calls. I get the emails. I get the opportunities because I've become the person who attracts that. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And one of the things that you talk about is, um, let's just say with the relationship, because there's a story that um, you shared in there that I really loved, um, but that you talk about instead of thinking about everything that you want, think about how you want to show up. And that's what you did right? You, you changed your whole thought pattern and you encourage us to change our thought patterns about how do we want to be? And that once we become that, we are going to attract what resonates with, let's say that vibration, right? I mean, you talk about how um, somebody asked you a question about a person to date and then at the, and you put out all these negative she said all these negative, negative traits, um, necessary, let's say undesirable traits. And um, at the end of it, she goes, that's who you're dating. And you're like, oh, my goodness. Yeah. And, and, and what you're talking about is this, I call it an illuminating thought experiment where a friend of mine, yes, went through and listed, you know, I've got this. She said, I've got this really great guy I want to set you up with. And I'm like, OK. And she's like let me tell you about him. And she was like, he's spiritually passive. He's emotionally unavailable. He won't support you. He doesn't care about your dreams or goals or career accomplishments. He'll bring up his ex-wife incessantly. So do you want to go out with him? And I'm like, no, ew. And she's like, well, I just described your ex-boyfriend or your boyfriend. And so, you know, I think, and, and the point to that story is that a lot of times, and that's what we're told and, and fairy tales and as little girls, right? Follow your heart and all of this stuff. And, and I used to be a follow your heart type of gal. I've, I've transitioned into follow your values and lead yeah. with your values. And so that will lead you to the right person. And, and rather than making this laundry list of what we want in an ideal partner, it's choosing who we want to be and asking yeah. ourselves, if my dream partner showed up today, would they want me? 
Have, in other words, have I done the work? Do I embody that list of characteristics that I want in a partner? And then some people listening might say, well, I'm already married. And so then it's like, okay, let's say you want your partner to do these three things. Are you doing those three things? And you might say yes, but it, it really is honoring the relationship. And, and that starts with us. We, we always want to put it on other people, right? And sometimes it, it might be best to leave your current situation as hard or as uncomfortable as that may be. Other times it's that we haven't, if we're being really honest with ourselves, we haven't put in the work necessary to be the kind of partner that would have a successful marriage or meet the right person, right? So yeah. it is, and that's where all our power is, is when we're focusing on us rather, because when you're blaming, shaming, judging, attacking another person, spiritually speaking, you're blaming, shaming, attacking, and judging yourself. And that's why you feel like crap when you do that. Yeah. How many times, I, I don't know if this is happening with you, but how many times have you, you met somebody and you go to that place of judgment and then you stop and you're like, okay, wait a minute. What's within me? What's happening within me that is leading me down that path, right? What's leading me down that path? And the other thing I want to say is that it's, it's not just about the relationship. When you're becoming that, it's the relationship with life, which is exactly what the spiritual workout is all about, right? Yeah, it, it really is. <laughs> I always say this and I laugh because I've done a lot of interviews. This It's simple, but it's not easy. And, and this is, it's a complete 180 from the thinking of the world that says you have to have all these things to be worthy, valuable, loved. You have to achieve and yeah. achieve and achieve to make your parents proud, to impress strangers, to feel worthy of anything. And, and I know that so well because that was how I was living my life. That's how most people live their lives. This is choosing who you want to be and being comfortable with the person you are right here in this moment, exactly where you are in your body, geographically, where you are in your journey, in your career, and honoring that space. I, I think we're all so guilty of not being present. And, and presence is my first P of my five P's of confidence. And, and just being distraction-free in the moment with whomever you're with, even if it's just yourself, but also bringing your presence. So many people say, you know, I'm not achieving my goals. I'm not attracting the partner. I'm struggling financially. And if they're honest with themselves, they're not showing up with any gusto. They're not showing up like they mean it. With They're not showing up with the energy or enthusiasm that people are going to want a piece of and, and want to work with and, and want to be with. So it's getting really clear with ourselves and, and putting all of this uh, out back into here where we're centered and we're grounded and, and we're quiet. And we're doing my favorite practice, which I call sit and stare. And taking at least five minutes a day to just sit and be with yourself and stare out the window and reflect and take a moment to process the insanity of the world, outer world, probably your inner world too, and check in with yourself like you're a small child and, and say, how are you doing? Yeah. What do you need right now? And, and the fact that we rarely ask ourselves, how are you doing? We, yeah. we hardly ever tell ourselves, great job. I'm proud of you amazing job doing that hard thing. Wow, you showed up today. You felt like crap, but you showed up. Wow, you were willing to have a difficult conversation. Brava, bravo. We don't we don't talk to ourselves like that. We what do we do? Oh, you messed up. Why'd you say that? You're not good enough. So our, our the way we speak to ourselves matters. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, we hear that over and over again. 
what I really love about your work is that you reiterate how important it is to make it a daily practice, make it part of your natural life, your natural walking in the world. Yes, we might have those moments, but they become moments, right? They become more momentary, less and less and less and less and less till we get to the place where we catch ourselves before we even allow ourselves to go there. And I think you're spot on when you talk about those five minutes. Um, some of the questions that you in, ask in the book to ask yourself, mainly asking yourself, which I do five minutes every day, I don't always ask myself and I really appreciated that because it's like, okay, what do I need? How, how am I really feeling in this moment? This has been a year of stuff, uh, stuff for everybody. And even if you're not necessarily experiencing it within your personal life, you're feeling the energy of the, of the globe, the global energy, right? Absolutely. And, and look, I know that everyone can't afford a therapist or a coach. Hopefully you have an accountability friend or family member. But that's what I wanted to do is take all my years of training and research and, and practical and, and, and real life hands on experience and put it into this book where I'm asking you the, the tough, deep, even uncomfortable questions. They're heartfelt and gritty and really getting underneath the hood of the car, really getting you to go there, if you will, and, and discover more about yourself. Not, not the person that you just present to the world who's polished and put together, but the messy behind the scenes person yeah. just trying to keep it together. We, we love him or her too. That's the person who's so, who's even more lovable and relatable and, and, and needs that hug. And so giving you all of this, the practical steps and, and questions and the coach Kate check-ins and, and the journaling exercises and meditations, which by the way, are also on my website for free that you can listen to. And I, I mix them with high frequencies to really take you on a journey to relax the body and mind and to give your brain a much needed break and vacation, even if it's just for 10 minutes. But I think this whole notion that we're too precious or, or too evolved or too positive to experience anything other than pleasant feelings is a, is a sham. We, we've got to just stop the shame that we all carry around because we don't think we're good enough in some way. I'm, I'm done with it. I think we need to all start telling the truth and, and getting real with ourselves about what's really happening deep within our core. Yeah. And, and be okay with those that do that with us, you know, so many times, I mean, I'm, I'm like Pollyanna. I love, I'm all about positivity and sunshine yet. I can sit with somebody that's feeling really down on themselves and hopefully not judge, just be there for them and allow them to me, your work. Um, again, listeners, this is Kate Ekman. We're talking about the spirit, full spirit workout. Um, but your work is about self-care on steroids. As I'm reading this, I'm like, this is like, this is like self-care on steroids, self-love with a plan. Because a lot of times, um, a, a lot of people's work, it's kind of a halfway plan. This is the full plan, just like the full workout. And we do have to keep coming back to it. So speaking of keep coming back, um, you, you've mentioned the five P's a couple of times. Let's talk about those five P's. <laughs> this is one of my favorite things to talk about. I got that sense. 
Everyone, whether it's a CEO, a billionaire, a professional athlete, the high achievers in the world, everyone struggles with confidence in some area of their life. And so the five P's that I, I discovered through my research are presence, patience, purpose, preparation, and practice because I love you and your audience. I'm going to give you two bonus P's and that's pause and person as in be a person. Mm -hmm. And I already talked about presence. Patience is one that I I really teach a lot when I talk to organizations and teams, because let's face it, we all want what we want when we want it. And nine times out of 10, we want it right now. And, And patience actually stems from the Latin word for suffering. So no wonder that we hate being patient because we're, we're suffering while we wait. But there's a song called uh, Hold On Loosely by 38 Special. And it's really about loosening your grip. You know, when you hold on and clench so tightly to your goals, you actually repel them. So by all means, put in the work, take the inspired action steps, and then loosen your grip, release that expectation and, and outcome and things needing to be a certain way. And, and surrender and, and lean into trust and build that strong trust muscle. Confidence stems from the words to trust, to do something with trust. So a perfect example of patience is, uh, it was actually 20 years ago. It's the only Grammy acceptance speech I ever have remembered. And it was country singer Shelby Lynn. When she won Best New Artist, she came up and accepted her award. And she said, thank you. It only took me 13 years and six albums to get here. Wow. Best new artist. And I just laughed. She she was gracious, but also a little mocking. And that best new artist, like I just just started last year and I've been at this forever. And I, I think that's such a great thing to remember because going back to social media, we see people's end result and think, well, why am I not there? We don't know, especially in my case, all the rejection, all the setbacks, all the things way before you get to any goal. So I think it's being gracious with ourselves in that space. And purpose is your why. So why is this important to you and why right now? And and the days you can't show up for yourself for whatever reason, show up for your family, show up for your organization, show up for a cause greater than you. And and that will keep you going. Practice, of course, or, or preparation, of course, is when we have this consistency of behavior, we build consistent habits that lead to consistent results and that boosts our confidence. Practice, I think of Tom Brady. If you you don't even know sports at all, I'm sure you know Tom Brady. He's 43, 44, still playing in the NFL, still winning Super Bowls. And as I like to say, Tom Brady trains harder and practices harder than anyone, not because he's the worst, but because he's the best. So there's no notion of, well, I've made it this far. I'm done now. No, that you probably, once you've reached a certain level of success, you need to train harder and harder. Pause. This is, this is spiritual fitness. This is taking that moment before you respond to the the nasty email before you, you know, fly off the handle is is sitting with yourself and, and just being more mindful in person. Just be a person. My speaking coach, Eduardo Placer always says, just be a freaking person. You know, we're so caught up in being perfect or giving the perfect performance, but really life is about being a person and embracing our humanity and all the flaws that come with being human. Well, and I really love what you just said about being a person and that you have a coach, right? It shows your humanness. And we all have needs no matter what level we are on the planet. And I also really feel strongly 
that patience and pause walk hand in hand, right? Because if you're that CEO, yes, you have to develop that sense of patience and you also have to be able to pause before you respond, before you do anything. So to me, they walk hand in hand. That was beautiful. I love that you added that in there. Um, I mean, I know this is about, about you. I just want to say someone told me years ago that for my personal growth, I needed to pause. And wow. I have taken that with me everywhere I go. So I absolutely love that you added that in as one of your P's. Wow. And, and, and think about that pause too, is that, you know, I, we, first of all, the, and the book too, and pause is about becoming more practiced at listening. Yeah. We're always getting these divine downloads as I call them or intuitive hits, but we aren't practiced at listening. And so for example, yeah. I'll get the intuitive hit that says, let's say I really need an answer from you about a project we're working on. And my ego, my instinct is like, I got to email her, but, but I'll, I'll get the message when I sit and stare do nothing. Yeah. Do let it breathe, yeah. give her time. And how often we don't listen to that. And, and we do the thing and, and self-sabotage or whatever it is. And taking that moment to pause, let things breathe, let people breathe, yeah. you know? And, and even as I, I talk out loud, because I can be a little obsessive, that's why I do my practices every day. The, uh, this is a commitment. It's, it's a lifetime commitment because I have moments where I do live TV and I'll sit and replay. I'm like, you could have said that better or that. And then I said, you know what? But you were a human and that's beautiful. And that's more relatable than a robotic, perfect performance. And like, yeah, I am tired today. I am hormonal today. I, you know, and it's just like, I showed up, I was present. I had fun. I gave it my best. And that's how I have redefined success for myself. So was it perfect? No, because there's no such thing, but just letting ourselves off the hook and if we, we, we gave it our all and we had fun, yeah. let the rest go. We, you, you did your best. You were a success. Yeah, definitely let ourselves off the hook, right? And go back to what you talk about over and over again, love and joy. What kind of love and joy is there when you're perpetually worrying or stressing out about what you have to do next or where you have to go next or who's going to be there and what they're going to think about you? Yeah, and I love that you you bring that up because that, and I could see you've read through the book because that's chapter eight about embracing our endorphins. And when I asked a hundred people, what brings them joy? Do you know that not one person mentioned a material possession or their car oh, or their yeah. big house or their Chanel bag or, or whatever? It was, I love what one woman said. She said, watching my two-year-old watch the bees do their job and seeing the awe and wonder in his eyes. And I thought, wow. Or I think of and a lot, I think I interviewed people that are quite successful and none of them talked about that. They said their, their morning cup of coffee with their spouse and their dog gardening, watch like planting something and watch it blossom and grow as in their rose bush or something. I mean, simple pleasures. Yeah. And, and it just, it touched my heart so deeply because it goes back to all the research. But again, we've all lived long enough where we know we've gotten those things and, and we still feel empty on the inside or unfulfilled. Or we think, is, is this all there is to life that when I'm gone, people are going to be like, well, she made some money or, well, I did this. I think at least a lot of the clients I'm working with are really starting to think about 
more meaning and fulfillment. And that those are the things that can always come from within and the acts of kindness and service and the social connection. I feel so lit up right now, not because of any shiny, fancy thing. Oh, I'm making so much money. It's I'm just connecting with another human being and having a real conversation with depth. That to me is, is my Buddha on the mountain top. Yeah, that to me yeah. is my greatest success and joy. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that kind of answers my question because I was going to say, what is bringing you joy right now? So that answers my question. And I couldn't agree more. I mean, we've been so kind of disconnected and isolated for the last year. I love that you added that in there. Um, well, we're down to the wire. We only have a few minutes left and I really am so grateful for the work. And yes, I did. I did do my did did go through this book. I love it. I appreciate it. you. You're just Thank one of the first. You. I called you this morning and I'm just like, I love this woman. She's just cool. Yeah. <laughs> and I felt the same way. You know, I couldn't see your smile, but I just felt like, oh man, she's speaking my language. We are just like right here. Um, so listeners, you really want to grab the book and connect with Kate um, online. All of her information is here on the Soulful Living page at Empower Radio. You'll get meditations, mantras, journaling prompts. Um, I love the coach coaching from Kate, where you get you give kind of a recap and some more insight and affirmations. And like you said, uh, the meditations are available on the website. And we talked a little bit before the show that I love for my guests to leave the listeners with something to take out into their day, um, elevate their soul, lift their spirit. Right. So what would that be for you, Kate? I just want to remind everyone listening, watching right now that you are powerful. You are so powerful, more so than you could ever even believe or imagine, probably. And you can do whatever you decide is important enough. And I believe in you. We need you to be using your gifts and strengths that only you have and and really to help uplift and impact the world in a meaningful way. And I know you have have it in you. So I, I'd like to see what you come up with. Please reach out to me for any guidance or support. I, I've got you and, and let's do this. Let's go. I mean, life is meant to be savored and enjoyed. And I think this nonsense that we're not good enough or we need to struggle, let's put it behind us and move forward starting today and, and really light up the world. Awesome. Thank you. And thank you for saying I've got you. I hear that so often. Um, and I think everybody needs to hear that because they don't always feel that way. Thank you for the beautiful work, your wonderful smile, and sharing your gifts with all of us. It's so appreciated. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. I'm giving you a big energetic me hug. Me too. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I'm Rachel Corpus, an angel communicator, psychic medium, and host of the Angel Talk podcast. This show is meant to help you remember who you are, a limitless being with shoes and socks on. And along the way, we'll connect to people on the other side and experts in the field like authors, healers, animal communicators, and more. Listen to all my shows at Mind Body Spirit FM or wherever you get your podcasts.